Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original Royals of Revenue, the Internet Traffic Kings. We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Cook Father, DiVincenzi, the original Big Fabu, John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney Bennett Kelly. In three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and once again, welcome to show number 10 of Internet Traffic Kings. I'm John Fonda, the Big Fabu, broadcasting to you from the campus of UNLV in Las Vegas. As you can probably see by now, things are opening up. Everybody's coming back to the fabulous Las Vegas sign, and uh, we're excited. Uh, students aren't back yet. We're still in the studio, but uh, the town is starting to open up again, and you'll, you'll be happy to know that there's many restaurants you can go to. You can go outside in the park. And on June 1st, the Venetian Casino is going to open up, the full casino, with some limited results that are going to have in it. Uh, and uh, so, so that's kind of a good sign, not only for our people around the world, but it's a good sign that we're or maybe making some, some, some moves here a little bit. And I do want to remind you that uh, this is an ad-free show. Okay, and what does that mean? It means we need your support because uh, everybody on the show is basically doing this to give you information that's valued at over over a thousand dollars an hour, and that you can you can really do well and thank us by getting involved and going to our website and going to Spotify and going to uh, let's see. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars. We have over sixty-five five-star yeah. ratings right now. Yeah, and so. Uh, and so speaking of ratings, let's bring on the big rating guy, our executive producer. We're talking about Kevin DiVincenzi. Kevin is, of course, um, has, has created this show. He's doing a great job, and, uh, and he's a quick father. Kevin DiVincenzi, nice to and welcome back to Vegas. Thank you, John. Thanks. Nice to be back. It's, uh, it's been a minute, and uh, I'm happy that things are open, opening back up now. It's definitely and, World 2.0, but, you know, you just have to adjust for it. Well, it, it is as we, as we kind of go through this, it's ever changing. And, uh, and you know, what we're seeing about it now is that uh, as people are changing and uh, they're changing the direction they're going to go in. But I think the one thing about that is the information you're going to get on this show is really going to kind of make your mind uh, think a little bit more sure. and, uh, and kind of have help that you'll think out of the box a little bit. And a little desperation doesn't hurt. It goes a long way. And hopefully through this show, we can make you feel more comfortable, but give you that information that you need to actually pivot, recreate yourself, and just realize that, uh, hey, the, it, the world is not coming to an end, even though we're, we're being told it is. I think do some research out there. And uh, Kevin, you Absolutely. and I do a lot of research out there just because we want to know what the truth is, what the For facts sure. are. And uh and basically, you know, what's real and what's not real and, and, uh, and, yeah, and look, or is it the truth? And look, John, there, there's no, no, no gain without pain, right? There's no gain without adversity. So just use this as a time to learn, empower yourself, learn new tools, learn new tricks and figure out, you know, reevaluate what you're doing. I mean, personally, that's what I'm doing. And, you know, luckily, most of our clients are back on board now. The world's opening back up, and hopefully, we're all a bit smarter and a bit more mindful. That would be. You um, are know, you a getting more away. people, Kevin, that are that are that are curious that want to get 
they want to change your life and, and do something different. Oh, absolutely. Even, uh, you know, flippa.com, which is a site that sells, you know, sells websites, you know, out of the box websites or what have you. They put up a section now, which says uh, buy your next job, which again, I don't really love the wording, but basically what they're saying, and these are all sites that are 50,000 and above, right? So they're saying, okay, invest this, invest in yourself, invest in an online business. Um, so although I don't like the way they're presenting it, you know, cause it's not a job, trust me, if this was a job, I'd be, you know, uh, double overtime <laughs> with the hours I put in, but, uh, but essentially just taking control of your, of, you know, your future. I think that's the main thing. And th there's so many tools out there. You know, we had uh, Neil Patel on last week. He's got so many free tools. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Dice from digital marketer has so many tools out there and just learning. I mean, if, if all I wanted to do was learn, I'd have no challenge finding the content out there. So instead of binge watching Netflix, I'd much rather watch, you know, an SEO course or something where I can empower myself and I can learn because that in turn is going to let me at, let me ask more intelligent questions. Um, you know, whatever, whatever it is or whoever it is that I'm dealing with, whether it's an SEO guy, then I'm going to understand that business a lot better because I've now learned some of their nuances sure. uh, in, in business. Speaking of uh, binge watching, uh, one of the guys that says you definitely want to binge watch is, of course, the big dog, Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center. Bennett, nice to see you again as Thank well. You. Catch us up a little bit. But before we do that, you've, you've, you've really contributed a lot to this particular show. But maybe there's a lot of people that don't know how valuable you are, and we'll back you up on this so you're not patting yourself on the back. But uh, tell us a little bit about how you kind of got into this and, and what, sure. what you can provide. And, and then we'll talk a little bit more about some of the, the pitfalls and the, some of the fun things that are out there. Sure. I've been working in the Internet since 1999, wow. and uh, the, I founded my firm, the Internet Law Center, in 2007. And we provide, I've worked for years in the internet marketing space, you know, I was at ValueClick for five years. And uh, so we provide a lot of services to people in the space, compliance work, you know, as well as representing litigation and spam litigation, um, any other litigation. We, we do intellectual property work, um, compliance with privacy, FTC investigations, you know, the whole gamut. And for some companies, we're just their outside general counsel in the e-commerce and technology space. On the other, we, what I call the dark side is we also represent victims of online harassment. So one side's the happy, let's make money on online right. space. The other is the dark side of the internet. And so uh, how, how do people get in touch with you, Bennett? And, and, uh, and uh, what are some of the questions they should be asking you? Well, um, easy to find. The, it's internetlawcenter.net, or you can follow us on Twitter at internetlawcent. Um, we're one of the top internet law um, people to follow on Twitter. And uh, the questions to ask are, you know, what, what, do I, what do I need to do to comply on the internet? And, uh, you know, is my site compliant? There's all new issues in terms of, for example, ADA. Is your website ADA compliant? You can... Um, there are groups you know, representing those who are visually impaired who are suing over that. Um, you know, those are some questions, as well as your marketing practices. Does it comply with California law and can spam? Does uh, my website you know, need to comply with California's new privacy law or even the European GDPR? So there's a lot of questions to ask. So Bennett, going back to the, the comment they made about Flippa, so say somebody's new to the industry and they're coming in, what, what are the top, let's say, three things they need to know 
uh, in regards to vetting a business. Because it, you know, although the ad may say it's turnkey, you're buying your next career, you're buying your next job, obviously us being seasoned in this business, you know that's not what it's all about, right? There's right. so many different factors that you have to worry about. So what would your advice be to our listeners? Well, if, you want, if you're starting a business, the first thing is you, know, you need uh, basically, a, just like in a house, you need infrastructure. So you need right. to make sure that you have the legal infrastructure to launch your business. And that means have you incorporated or you know, launched an LLC you know, to protect yourself from liability? Do you have um, NDAs or other agreements with your employees to protect your IP? And um, as well as you know, what are your basic contracts? Do you have those in place? Um, and I always tell people contracts tell a story. They tell a story about what you're trying to avoid and maybe what you've learned over the years and mistakes. And, uh, you know, I can help you with those. Um, you know, those are some of the, that's the basic infrastructure. And then you make okay. sure you understand the industry and what are the risks. You know, if it's in internet marketing, obviously, you know, there's risk for spam regulation and other you know, marketing regulations and privacy and things of that nature. Okay. That's great advice. But what about if you're buying an existing business? So you're buying an existing website. At what point, and actually you've handled some of these transactions with me, Bennett, at what point do you involve a legal professional in regards to, um, do you open escrow and, and where do you go? So you find you find a site or a business you want to get involved in or you want to buy somebody's business. At what point do you now say, okay, now let me let me consult my, my attorney what, and once, understand the next steps? Because I know you've you got buy, a lot of experience in business as well. So you, you're- Right, no, and I've been in-house and- uh, yeah. you know, one of my best compliments I received from a client was that he understands business. The, um, that was me, actually. I gave you that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> the, the key is to understand, is to get someone involved once you, you're, you're really moving forward with the transaction. Because there's also due diligence questions. You know, if you're sure. buying a website, you know, where did they, you know, how did they acquire the website? Have there been any other claims against the website? Mm -hmm. you know, people claiming on the domain name, does it infringe? You know, have there been any um, people saying, hey, I, I own that domain or I should own that domain? Um, and basically try to do some due diligence and then to make sure they can help you wrap, wrap up the agreement. Um, escrow is useful um, for transferring. And yep. uh, so. Well, escrow is useful, but also costly. So you have to you have to factor that in. There are ways to um, do it. I mean, you don't have to use, for example, the online escrow. You can just find a you know an individual oh, interesting. Um, person to do it you know, at a reduced rate. So um yeah. Um so that's one way to there are ways to get around that. But got it. So. Well, I think the biggest thing is is like we've said before, don't try this at home. Seek a little bit of advice and it may save you or make you quite a bit more money. Well, no, it, it, I, I've seen that happen. You know, yeah, clients it, who sometimes you know, they they you know, their money was tight, so they decided not to call, and then they call after the fact that it's blown right. up, and it's like, okay, you know, this would have cost you this much then, and now it's going to cost you this much now, and uh, so yeah, it's good to get um, people involved, uh, your attorney well, involved if, when it's. Um, good. Well, good. Well, thank you so yeah. much for taking the time. Again, we're going to come back to you here a little bit. Uh, a little bit later in the show. Not making as much money as you want on the net? The internet traffic kings are by far your best bet. 24 years at the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes, look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The internet traffic kings. Again, we're on show number 10. It's been, yeah. it's been, it's been great. And uh, we're finding people now that are contacting us that want to be on the show because of how well it's doing. And, and, uh, 
Tell us that figure again of what's going on with YouTube. Uh, YouTube last week, uh, we had over 9,000 views and these are all organic views. So the people seeking it out. So we're, we're really starting to get some really good and, and YouTube's, I, I don't want to call it our secondary market, but YouTube's not primarily where, where people are listening. They're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Right. Um, and we're well over 65 star reviews now on Apple Podcasts and they're all great reviews. So we're really excited. It's going to keep growing and we're going to keep bringing on great, great guests. Well, that's, that's awesome. You've uh, also Internet Traffic Kings is a, is a great place to go. Internet Traffic Kings.com. We have everything on there. We have all the um, show notes and links to all the prior episodes. So it's great. Well, great. Well, we've just taken out of our green room right now, a superstar in the industry. We want to welcome to the show, uh, Kyle Solarod. Kyle, thank you so much. By the way, I'm John Fondy, the big Fabu, the host of the show here. So we want to thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing things with us. And uh, your company is adleg.com. I've gotten some information on that as well. It's very easy to understand. And it gives it gave me a lot of hope that, that I could even grow with my business. So again, welcome to the show. Nice to have you. Thanks, John. Nice to meet you. Well, great. Well, for our, our viewers, this is show 10 that we've done now. So we're getting a significant amount of viewers that are coming on the show. Now, people like yourself that are industry experts, let's talk a little bit about your company, but more so your background and where you came from. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned the name of my company is AdLeg. And mostly right now we're focusing on YouTube ads, um, more specifically YouTube ads for webinars for people sending traffic to webinars, which then get customers to schedule a call or sell some type of product. Um, that evolved out of a more Google ads general type agency where I was helping pretty much any business with Google ads, any business that needed that type of help. And that, that business itself evolved out of a different business, which was a junk removal business. And that's how I really got into marketing was I owned and operated a junk removal and did all the work, including hauling uh, broken freezers out of people's basements. Um, and that's what I did for a few years and really had to figure out marketing in order to make that business work, in order to get customers for that business. So that's where I developed uh, my love for marketing and started to develop some of my skills. More specifically, uh, Google Ads was a big part of the marketing for that business. And then that brought me into starting my Google Ads business. Well, yeah, seen... I, I've, sorry, John. Go, I was going to say, ahead. I've spent quite a bit of time on AdLeg and it's great tools. It's great, especially if you're buying a lot of media as, as we do internally, um, just to, to cut down on a lot of the manual work. Uh, before using a lot of your tools, I had to you know, have my virtual assistants do spreadsheets and find and replace and all this. And which is system you can just immediately just um, change, change on the fly and just get the results. So it's great. And yeah. And I, I guess I didn't even mention that. So I'm, I'm mostly focused on my agency, but as Kevin just said, I, I also have some software basically that I built for my agency and then started offering to other marketers and other agencies to use. And the software is called the AdLeg suite and basically just helps you set up and run Google ads and YouTube ads campaigns. And you've, and you've got so many choices in that space as well too. So you can really choose something that's gonna work for you, try it out and get some good information from you as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
and so and having having said that uh, kevin's rebooting his system right now yeah so sorry about that no actually my uh my 14 month old jumped in so i had to go grab him sorry about that what did i miss um, we just kind of talked about the space and, and particularly Google AdWords have really, has, has really grown over the years. They've really changed and adapted. What did, what yeah, do you for think sure. they place? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's changed a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the great things are guaranteed conversions, which we do a lot of Kyle, I'm sure you do as well, where you're actually paying, you're paying a set rate for a conversion. So honestly, I, I played around with that. Um, I don't really use it. So okay, I will I will teach you after the show how to use it <laughs> properly because we we use it on some of our CPA campaigns and it delivers sales every day guaranteed. Yeah, so and that's great, just great for tool. just for display campaigns. That is correct. Right? Just for the display. Yeah. See correct. the I've never really had the right client where we were getting enough conversions from a display campaign Got it. to to allow that to work. So I started out it wasn't bringing the sales so Google pretty much, you know, cut out the traffic. Um, for the most part, my clients are more search-based lead generation yep. or now YouTube ads lead generation. They don't work so well with, with display ads. Right. So, so the difference or our viewers understand and our listeners understand when Kyle's referring to, to Google, it's intent driven. Somebody's going to, to Google and they're putting in, I want to buy a car, you know, or I want to buy this type of car. And then the results are showing up. When you're talking about display, it's a banner ad that's coming up. Yes, it can be targeted. Yes, it can be to an audience that uh, that may be, may be interested in that, but it's still more generalized. It's kind of like Facebook, where you're like, oh, that looks cool, and you click on that. Doesn't mean that it, that it's uh, that, that it's something. Oh, I hear my son again. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's something. Come here, kid. Come here, Prince. We got to have um, him on the show, man. There we we got to have him on the show. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> Say hi. Say He's hi really quickly. Say hi. Yeah. Say hi. Say Hello. hi. Why are you spraying a bottle? Don't stop spraying the screen, kid. All right. <laughs> Love you. Um, we, we always have where, guest, guest stars drop in. Just, just pop-ins. Just yeah. pop-ins. Um, where, you know, this display, Facebook, et, et cetera, native, it's more of a discovery thing. People aren't actively searching a keyword. So, I mean, personally, I prefer Google search as well because it is very intent driven. It doesn't matter what your product or service is. People are searching for it. You're giving them the, the proper results. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't overlook the free sales though on CPA. Well, um, Kyle, we are, um, we're broadcasting from the campus of UNLV. I'm in, in, in Las Vegas, if, if you couldn't tell. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people I think are ready, ready to start driving people up here you know, to, to Las Vegas. But as we kind of do this show, we kind of talk about your, your business and what you do. And then we wrap up the show or we have a little round table to give some closing thoughts and stuff. So when our next guest pops on, we'd love for you to stick around for a couple of minutes and get some closing thoughts and, and uh, deliver some, some ways that people can get in touch with you and, and uh, those, those type of things. So um, so just kind of hang tight there. We're going to leave you on the screen. So if, if uh, we're talking about something that you can make a contribution to, just jump in because that's what it's all about. We're all just kind of sitting around with a cup of coffee and delivering great information. Um, as uh, as you probably are aware, we are not advertising sponsored coffee. here as well. Not coffee. 
<laughs> and uh, and so we so we want to drive people. We want to drive them to uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and 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 bring some numbers there. And hopefully, this is going to be something that's going to to help help you as well. So we really appreciate your contribution. So stay with us here. Uh, we're not gonna we're, we're not leaving you. We're just gonna kind of go up to uh, to uh, well. First of all, Kevin, any 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 thoughts on what? Kyle has said to us as well. No, I think it's great information. I was going to ask you, Kyle, um, what are the top three things you could tell somebody that's just starting in the business? Like things things to avoid or things to to learn? Like what would your insight be? I come to you, which obviously we, we probably both have this happen a lot and say, oh, I want to get involved in online marketing. What's your advice? So advice from someone wanting to like run an agency or someone just just wanting to get involved in online agency, like, or I'm sorry, in online marketing, where do they go? What do they do? What what are your steps? What are your pitfalls? Well, figure out what, what you really want to do. Don't try to do 10 things. Don't, you know, if you want to get clients, if you want to be a freelancer agency owner or whatever, don't offer Google ads and Facebook ads and SEO and all these things. Do not do that. Choose one thing and go beyond that. Only offer that one thing to one type of customer. Uh, this has been the, the biggest change that I've made in my business is mm-hmm. right now, as of this year, I'm only offering YouTube ads to uh, people with webinars. Okay, that's, that's my focus. Very niche. Okay, for, for many years, I was offering Google ads, whatever, to any type of business. Um, and it, it can work, but I've found so many benefits of offering one thing to one type of person. Sure. It's easier to, to run all the campaigns and set everything up. It's easier to find clients because you can become known. I'm becoming known as the YouTube ad guy for, for coaches and course creators. Great. Um, so that, that would be my biggest advice. Choose one thing. Sure. It can change later if, if it's not working or if you don't like it. Figure out that one thing and figure out who you're going to deliver that thing to. Yeah. Or, or sometimes the market dictates, right? You might, I'm sure you've gotten into a market and, and said, well, I've got the wrong approach. The, the need is actually over here. And then you just shift your market to where the need is. But I 100% agree with you. Um, in the affiliate marketing space that we've been in since 2000, you know, we, we found the need in 2007 to, to do an elite program and just deal with a certain set of publishers, a certain set of advertisers and really drill it down. It's the same thing. If you focus on a few things and you do them well, as opposed to many things and being the Walmart, it just, it, it doesn't work because right. then you're, you, you can't be an expert on everything. So focus on what you do best. I agree. That's great advice. Well, excellent. Thank you so much. So stay with us here, Kyle. We'll come back to you in a moment. We're going to go to the big dog right now. He's out in the backyard howling right now. And so we're so glad to have you on the show. And tell us, do you have, do you have, well, first of all, uh, we can reach you at the internetlawcenter.net. And uh, that's a good place for you to start. But uh, now that we're seeing things kind of open up a little bit, we think that's a good thing. But, uh, but I think we would have to caution people don't don't go into this with caution because it could change or it could pivot on a dime and you, you don't want to find yourself worse off than you right. were before all this started. And, you know, obviously there's, there's business considerations, um, you know, how many people to bring back, how much space to use coming back, you know, to the extent that you have flexibility and in, in your leases, um, those are going to be big issues. But uh, the one thing I wanted to raise today 
is uh, you know, on July 1st, the California Privacy, um, California Consumer Privacy Act, which went effect on January 1, can be enforced as of July 1. And um, so that date's coming up, but that law came about because in um, two years ago, a guy named Alistair McTaggart um, was gonna have a ballot initiative that would have implemented the, a more stringent law through the ballot that would have been very hard to amend. And um, so they reached a compromise and they withdrew the proposition from the ballot initiative. Well, McTaggart has just qualified a new initiative well, at least very close to qualifying. He submitted um, 90,000 signatures when he only needs 60,000 some to, to qualify. And it's very likely he's gonna have a new um, privacy initiative on the ballot in California in 2020, which could lead to another compromise that um, further um, restricts um, privacy in California. And that's kind of a big thing, not only with privacy, but also uh, understanding what what market you're going to get to, but look, looking out beyond two or three months and, and realize that something that, that is going to take place could, could alter your business because of some of the laws yes. and the rules that are coming together. And, and if you plan for that with a couple of some advice, maybe that can soften some of the pitfalls. It's, it's good to know what could be coming down. I mean, obviously it would still have to pass, but um, privacy is very popular. Who votes against privacy? Do you update a blog, Bennett, that people can I do. I have a blog post on it, and we'll happy to give it to you so you can include it in the show links. Excellent. The blog is um, ILC Cyber Report. Um, ILC Cyber Report. Got it. And, uh, and, of course, follow us on Twitter at Internet Law Scent. Well, and, of nice. course, you know, speaking of speaking of webinars, you're in the webinar space as well, and you deliver a lot of good information. Yes, we've done a few. We recently did one on, on cybersecurity for, for working from home. Um, can those considerations, but yes, and I, I'm very active with the, the California Lawyers Association and uh, I'm vice chair of the committee on the internet and privacy. So we put on a lot of programming on these issues and you know, privacy is just going to be a hot topic for the rest of the year. Well, great. Well, Kevin, jump in there any, any time uh, since our last show, which was last week, we've actually seen some things that are actually I would say somewhat getting better and stuff. Are you guys seeing that in California? Yeah, we're definitely seeing. I mean, they're starting to let people, you know, go out again. And uh, it's it's going to be a long road, though. I mean, World 2.0 is not like anything we've ever seen before. Um, you know, I went blueberry picking a couple of weeks ago at a farm, and that was like, you know, my, my first real outing with the family. Um, it's going to be different, you know. It's just all I can say is support your local businesses because those are the ones that are really suffering. You know, the chains, the big box retailers are fine. It's more the small guys, the mom and pop down the block that uh, that's really suffering during these times. I mean, you know, even the restaurants that can offer takeout service, they're very limited to what they can do. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not, uh, and then when they reopen at, you know, a third or, or what have you, seating capacity, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be profitable for them. So maybe they can just survive for, for a while. So it'll, It'll be a long road. I think we'll be in this for a while, unfortunately. So, so Kyle, from your point of view, what, uh, where, where do you live at or where are we broadcasting from in your neck of the woods? I'm in North Dakota. Um, so we barely closed down here. I mean, yeah, with schools closed, restaurants closed, um, we, didn't we didn't have as serious of a shutdown as, as most places, especially big cities. 
Um, we're opening back up pretty quickly. Uh, hair, I got my hair cut a few weeks ago when that oh. opened up. <laughs> um, restaurants are open now at half capacity. Half, yeah. So, th- you know, from my perspective, I, I personally didn't, I didn't see a lot. Um, my business increased because more people wanted to buy uh, online programs and I had more clients coming to me for that type of thing. Um, so I, I can't say I've been struggling as much as a, a lot of people, but I know there have been struggles and, and that sucks. And I did have some clients that have had to pause their campaigns. Um, so I, I definitely feel for uh, people who have been hit hard. Uh, being in North Dakota, though, I've well, one of the benefits now to living in North Dakota is that there's not many people. So we didn't get hit very hard by the whole thing. Well, that's certainly good news to hear because uh, we look, we kind of, uh, in many cases, in the news business, we over-dramatize things that are going on out there. And, and yeah. to just hear an inspiring story like that, well, you know that, that uh, you know, it, there's different strokes for different people and where they live and stuff. So that's really, that's really good. Yeah, it's, good, it, good you, you have the internet now, John, so you can literally investigate any, anything you want instead of, you know, just watching mainstream media and just taking everything that they want to give you. Uh, which most of it is pretty appalling to me um, to actually understand, you know, what's really going on in the world and what's happening and do your own research. You know, it's without being a conspiracy theorist, there's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of information. So if you do your due diligence, you'll find it and figure out, you know, wh- yeah, where we're going God. in this country. Yeah. I hear that internet thing is going to really take off sometime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, the, with the dial up modem. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right as well. So, um, so anyway, Bennett, uh, your takeaway from from what you've seen, you um, you you sometimes get out and you talk to a lot of people. What are you hearing out there on the street? Um, you know, people are guarded. Um, there's a concern about you know, and I actually just saw a Quinnipiac poll. Um, with businesses opening up, there's still a question of will consumers come. It's the old field of dreams thing. You know, if you build it, they will come. Well, that's not entirely clear yet here in in the post-COVID. If businesses open up, will they come? Because some are concerned about the safety. Well, yeah, I think think that's true. And again, I think also, like I I saw that, uh, I think it was uh, Disney put out a disclaimer yesterday that they are going to open, but you, you come at your own risk. You take full responsibility for coming to their park. Um, so I think that's going to happen as well quite a bit, and, right? And actually, it's funny you mentioned that because that's a debate that's starting to happen in Washington about whether there should be liability protection for businesses that do open up, you know, whose liability, what about uh, you know, risk to employers, what protections, employees, what protection should they have? So it does, liability is a big issue um, and there's going to be a lot of debate over that. Has there been any progress in the Ticketmaster uh, lawsuit? I just know it's it's gone on. I don't know what the status of it is, but I'll have an update on okay. the show. Awesome. Okay. Well, hey, we D-Money's just here. From our, our newly remodeled green room where it's fully stocked with everything that you would want in there. Hope we made you comfortable <laughs> in there. Of course, we're talking to Darren Blatt, uh, D-Money. And uh, you've, you've got one of the most exciting projects that's going on now that is just jumping off the cliff. It's going so fabulous. Now, uh, tell us about uh, about your project. 
it's uh, my head is spinning every day. I, it's it's really hard to ca catch up with everything. To be honest with you, I, it's crazy. Um, yeah, thousands of us are getting back together again. We're virus free, at least computer virus free. I hope, but <laughs> we're gonna do this thing virtually at virtualdigitalexpo.com, and we got thousands of people registered. And I think it's gonna be the first of its kind, um, a new way of doing things. And I think it's going to be an incredible lead source for people. Uh, just even to attend, you're going to get leads, but especially for booth owners. So for the people that have a booth, and we're pretty much sold out at this point, but I have a few spots left. I got the bigger sponsorship still available if anyone's interested. Okay. And uh, so you're going to have the uh, the conference. You're going to have uh, the virtual conference. You're going to have entertainment. And you're going to have a virtual party as well. It's the whole thing under one virtual roof. It's it's really, you know, you can find a spot to network with people in our networking lounge where it's just a bunch of text-based chats that you can post whatever you're looking for, uh, or you can slide into a, uh, you can slide into the DM, you know, you can go into a private, you know, with a small group face-to-face -face chat. Um, but in addition to that, what's really cool is you get to visit the booths and, and see the people and hear what they have to offer ask questions. So I think you'll be able to do a lot of business, um, maybe even more business than an in-person show since we can track it all electronically. I think that, I think, I, I think that's, that's the biggest selling point for me, uh, Darren, is being able to track who comes, you know, I've mentioned before when we had you on, you know, a trade show, somebody will come to the booth and I'll fold their card to the left or to the right. And, you know, I'll make a note in, in the moment, but at mm -hmm. the same time, you'll get back from the, from the show, you've got a stack of cards. You look, at the cards going, wait, Kyle Solarwood, who is that guy again? Wait, you know, unless you had an extended conversation with somebody or it's something that you were actionable right after you left the show, it just doesn't doesn't work on follow-up. I mean, yeah. I've got and, and you know, I'd like to also say one thing about yeah. expectation levels because this is different than an in-person trade show. When you go to an in-person trade show, you can see 50 people walking down an aisle and another hundred people behind them. So like it right. looks big, right? So you go down right. to the show floor, it's going to look big in person. But what does that look like when you take them virtually and you do that? Mm -hmm. um, it's going to look a lot different because people come in at different times. So sure. don't expect for any one booth to have like 300 people in there because we got to spread them out over 50 to 70 booths and uh, they can't be everywhere at once. And you know, people right. are going to trickle in over a five hour period per day. So the good news is we have thousands coming and it's going to look good no matter how you slice it. Right. That's great. Right. And for as far as staffing on the boots, Darren, um, they're able to because uh, I know we got two boots from you and I think one we're able to actually put a video on as well. So if we don't if we have a, if we don't have enough staff to do both boots simultaneously, the user can still come to our booth, co contact us, look at the video, interact and what have you. Right. Yeah, they could even drop a business card off too. So like if right. you want to collect more leads, you can say that you're giving away a free something or other. Yep. And I'm sure people will feel free to drop a business card off, which I think would be great too. So yeah, I mean, there's no pressure to have to be at your booth live. You can right. have an additional window for a pre-recorded video if you'd like, or just have nothing playing if you don't want to use your video. And people could still stop by and ask questions and you'll 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 get back to them later when when you're in front of your computer, I suppose. Yeah, which is which is great because I have found also, and I've done, as you know, Darren, you know, call it 35, 40 trade shows, right? The 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 larger ones, especially. Um, I found that, you know, people are very excited when they first get there. I'm talking about staff. And then as the day goes on, it's like, oh, Kevin, I'm gonna go grab a drink. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, 
you know, and I'm one of the last guys to break down because I'm like, wait a minute, you know, we spent $5,000 for our space. We spent $2,000 to produce the booth. I've got all you guys out here. I've got to pay per deems, room charges, blah, 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 blah. And you might get that guy that comes toward the end, you know, so right. you might just cut when, when you have time to talk to them. Right. Um, so I think with this, at least you're right. That person can come to the booth and drop the card. You know, I see a lot of booths, especially toward the end, let's say the affiliate summit toward the end of the meat market where nobody's there. So people come, they stare at the booth and there's no place to drop a card. There's nowhere to, and they look and they write a little note and they walk away. So at least here they can still get the presentation and, you know, be able to drop a virtual card. So that, yeah. that's really valuable to me. And and I think what's really cool too, is like when you go to an in-person trade show, you can see the size of a booth. You can see how yep. many people are working the booth. The same is true with the virtual version. We have really big size booths that would probably cost like 50 to a hundred grand to build for an in-person one, right. but I got a deal for you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, I want to thank you so much, Darren, for coming on the show. Hopefully, we'll see you next week as we kind of climb up there to uh, show 11 and stuff. Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the show. A couple of th closing thoughts for our audience. Yeah, so th this has been a, an interesting show. Um, the first one I've been on with multiple guests. So uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. If, uh, if anyone wants to hear more from me, I would check out my, my podcast, which is called Google Ads Strategy. Yep, I've find that. Listening. Great stuff. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Of course. You can find that on any, any podcasting app. And then I also have a, a YouTube channel where I publish fairly regularly. And to find that, you can just search for my name. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Kyle. Closing thoughts from the big dog. What's up, dog? Oh. Well, uh, Simpsons fans may like the fact that as the Mississippi governor was reading the list of high school graduates um, from the state of Mississippi, someone slipped in the name Harry Ascrack. <laughs> I, I like the humor. I like the humor. We've got to do more of that stuff. And our executive producer, uh, Kevin DiVincenzi, again, reminding you guys that this is a non-advertiser uh, based program and we really count on our listeners spread the word around and and get those five stars out there as well apple podcast spotify youtube our internet trafficking site is just just blown up out there as well as uh, the different views that we're having so we appreciate the support kyle appreciate you people supporting us and coming on with your great information it's a wealth of knowledge thousands of dollars per hour that you would have to pay to get this and and i want to thank you guys thanks again so much kevin Oh, you're so welcome. And again, I'm going to preach the same thing. I keep saying, just learn, learn, learn. There's so much information out there. Shut off the TV, shut off mainstream media. Stop worrying about, you know, what's, what's going to happen and worry about how you can improve yourself and how you can give back and provide value. That's it. Just keep learning. There's a wealth of information out there as just Kyle alone. If you just want to listen to his podcast, you know, when I go to bed at night, I'll listen to podcasts. Um, you know, you, you get all this information and great ideas and you learn from people that have already taken the steps. So you don't have to take them yourself. Right. So it's, it's the best all right, you doing. guys from the campus of uh, UNLV here in Las Vegas, Nevada, we want to thank you so much for coming. We're going to thank our guests for being here. we got another great show coming up here uh, next week. So we want you to be a part of it and uh, make sure you check out that website as well. Make sure you throw the stars out there. Again, uh, for uh, Internet Traffic Kings, I'm John Fondy, the Big Fabu, and we'll see you next time.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.